about 60 seconds right now and just shout because you know uh, that God is in control. I said God is in control. Uh, the economy is not in control. The government is not in control. My circumstances uh, are not in control. Uh, but somebody shout God is in control. I dare you to throw your hands up in the air and shout to the one that sits high and looks low. Shout to the one that the earth is his footstool and the heavens are his throne. That's why when God gives you the Holy Ghost, you ain't got no reason to worry. <laughs> One old writer said, don't worry about a thing. Because every little thing. See, some of y'all don't know that old apostolic song. I think it's page 67 in the old <laughs> He was singing our song. Because when you got the Holy Ghost and you've got a revelation that God is in control, Romans 8:28 says, For we know. Tell your neighbor, I know it. Tell him I know it. Tell him I know it. We know that all things, I said all things, the good things. The bad things, uh, all things uh, work together uh, for the good. You ought to understand uh, that trouble uh, is employed by God uh, to work on your behalf. Uh, your circumstance uh, is under the administration of God uh, and it's working uh, for your good. Tell your neighbor, uh, it's working for your good. Uh, Tell your neighbor, I know you've been stressed about it, uh, but it's working for your good. Uh, tell your neighbor, I know uh, you've been worried about it, uh, but it's working uh, for uh, your good. God uh, is in uh, control. Woo! Come here, Brother Keith. Brother Keith's walking a little ginger today. I noticed he wouldn't. There's a reason why y'all just keep that on lock. Two days ago? Yesterday, Brother Keith was involved in a horrific car accident. The car was mangled and totaled. But he's standing here this morning giving God the praise. Why? Because God is in control. I wish I had a church this morning that would take about two minutes and give God a praise because he's in control. For me, when I think about Jesus, I always take 
something's about to break loose in this sanctuary today. Something's about to turn over in this place. I feel like somebody has got a devil on the run. I feel like somebody has depression on the run. I feel like somebody somebody's got fear on the run. Yes, yes, my God, my God, if you know you got it, if you know you got it. If you got it, let me see you wave your hand. If you got it, let me see you wave your hand. Let me see you do your dance. If you got it, let me see you wave your hand. You got it! 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 You got it!
tell somebody what God said is mine is mine and ain't no devil in hell gonna take it from me one more time lift your voice God it's mine on Sunday morning y'all ain't supposed to act like this on Sunday morning Woo! high five about eight people on the way to your seat tell them it's yours it's yours it's yours Woo! my God something's about to happen up in this place Welcome to Sunday morning at the Rock Church. I said, welcome to Sunday morning at the Rock Church. I want to take a brief opportunity to say what an absolute privilege and an honor it is to have all of our guests with us here in the house of the Lord today. Would you help me, Rock Church, make some noise? Come on, I need your voice and your hands to help me welcome all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us today. Come on. We are so, so honored and we are so grateful that you are here in the house of the Lord to worship with us today. If this is indeed your first time here at the Rock Church, then you should have received a VIP invitation card when you walked in this morning that looks kind of like the image uh, that they're going to put up on the screen. It's a little VIP card. If you did not receive one of these cards, and you're a first-time guest, just slip your hand in the air, and one of our staff members will bring one to you. I got a couple right here that need a VIP card. Thank you very much. Amen. Give it up for all of our VIP guests. Somebody be bringing those right to you. Amen. And uh, those cards are an invitation to join us immediately after the service in our VIP room. And we've got some light refreshments and a small gift that we'd love to give you just as a token of our appreciation, uh, you being with us today on behalf of First Lady uh, and myself. Uh, we would love the opportunity to get to meet you after the service. And so immediately following the service, if you'll just find the red carpet 
uh, because you're a guest of honor today. Somebody will be there to escort you into the VIP room. Amen. Give it up one more time for all of our guests that are here this morning. To all of those who are streaming with us online this morning, we're grateful that you had the opportunity to tune in. The only thing better than you tuning in is if you could be here in the building. I'm just telling you, there's something explosive. I think y'all ought to just say an amen loud enough for all of the internet to hear you this morning. There's something special happening in this house today, and uh, we're anticipating all that the Lord is going to do. This past week, Edwin was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of his sins, received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I think we ought to give God some praise for that this morning. And then already this morning, so many powerful things have taken place. The, the Holy Ghost falling on people uh, before we have even got to this point in the service. How many of you were blessed uh, by the ladies' conference this past weekend? Come on. Would you help me give a resounding applause for our women's life ministry, Sisters Connect, and all of those who made it possible. Come on, would you help me show some love? Amen. To Sister Tabitha Holt, Sister Elamise Alexandre, and uh, Sister uh, Jeanette Rasmussen, uh, who was part of our events planning team, and all of those who helped, and every team member and volunteer who made it such a special time. Thank you for your uh, sacrifice and spirit of excellence. We, we just were testing the waters a little bit, uh, but this thing's about to go big. Amen. <laughs> and um, we're excited. Somebody tell your neighbor, Tuesday night. Tell your other neighbor, the one that's awake, tell him Tuesday night. Tuesday night will be our Thanksgiving service right here. And you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great time. I'll just give you a little incentive. We're going to have some food afterward. The two most powerful evangelistic words to reach people. Free food. <laughs> then the gospel. Amen, somebody. <laughs> But we want you to come Tuesday night. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a great time. And uh, God has been doing some amazing things in this house. It is our privilege today as we stand uh, in preparation for the word of the Lord to come forth. It is our privilege today to have with us all the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Reverend Michael Barrier in the house of the Lord. Would you help me give a great big Rock Church welcome to Brother Barrier this morning? Come on, make some noise. I have known Brother Barrier for many years, uh, way, way back when. Uh, he is originally from Rialto, California, and I've known him for many, many years. And a uh, handful of years back, the Lord had need of him and sent somebody to tell him to untie him from the post. And uh, he moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, serves in a handful of capacities with the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship. Does so many great things supporting the work in the kingdom of God. But beyond all of that, Brother Barrier is a powerful, uh, anointed man of God. And I have had the distinct privilege of working with him for quite some time now on uh, many projects and different venues and environments. And 
I've always been so impressed uh, with this man's integrity, his Christian character. And uh, before I've ever heard him preach a single word, his life sermons were already making a difference in my life. That's the kind of people I like preaching to me. Amen. And we're just thrilled that he made the journey all the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're, uh, we're dis- disappointed his family couldn't be with him, but we understand that that's not always possible. But we believe that he is here by divine appointment of God this morning. Amen. I believe that God has set the stage in this house today for something powerful in this place. Brother Barrier, welcome to the Rock Church. We want you to come and take your liberty. And as you would be comfortable with in your home church of Rialto, I want you to tell him to preach the word. Are you ready? Brother Barrier, we want you to come preach to us. Brother Barrier, we love you. Let's give the Lord some praise this morning. He's worthy of it. Would you clap your hands, lift your voice, give the Lord praise. I love you, Jesus. I praise you. I worship you today, God. I give you glory. I give you honor today, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I direct your attention this morning to Philippians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 2 and Ephesians chapter 1. And while you are turning there, let me take just a quick moment and give honor today to the bishop and the first lady of this house. Amen. That's right. Certainly love and appreciate them so very much. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for all the kindness that has been shown to me. Jesus is in this house today. And whatever you have need of, there's a great God in heaven who's come to meet your need this morning. Amen. Philippians chapter 2, let's begin reading today with verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Ephesians 1, the same apostle writing, Let's us know just how high God exalted that name. When he says in verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion 
and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. I want to preach to you for the next few moments this morning about a name which is above every name. There is a name. It's higher than cancer. It's higher than sugar diabetes. It's higher than depression. It's higher than fear. It's higher than suicide. There is a name. Aren't you thankful you know that name today? Would you set your Bibles down, lift your hands, lift your voice, and give the Lord some praise here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you. I worship you. I give you glory. I give you honor today, Lord. Have your way today, God. Have your way. In Jesus' name. The Lord bless you. Thank you for standing. Please be seated. We believe today that there is only one God. Just in case you're wondering, you are in a one God, Jesus name church. Just in case you're wondering. We don't believe there's two, we don't believe there's three, we don't believe there's 33 million gods as the Hindus believe, we don't believe that. Can you imagine praying to 33 million gods? I've got three children, and sometimes it's, it's Ava, I mean Weston, I mean whoever you are. Can you imagine praying to 33 million gods? We believe in the Father. Yes, we do. We believe in the Son. Absolutely. We believe in the infilling of the Holy Ghost. We just happen to believe that all these three are wrapped up in one. There's only one God. This doctrine of the oneness of God and of Jesus' name, it is central to our message. It is one of the clearest themes of your Bible for both the Old and the New Testaments plainly declare that God is one. Many scholars consider the book of John to be the deepest and most spiritual book of the Bible. And the reason for this is because John's purpose is to reveal Jesus as the Son of God. Doing so, John contains no account of his genealogy. John contains no account of his personal descent. John contains no account of his childhood. John contains no account of his temptation in the wilderness. John contains no account of him calling the 12 apostles. John contains no account of the Great Commission. You won't find record of his ascension in the book of John. Matthew begins with the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, 
the son of Abraham, and he puts a period. Luke takes it all the way back to Adam. But John said, let's go to the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John's purpose is to reveal Jesus as the Son of God. It's to reveal His deity. And one of the ways that John does this is he gives us what are known as the I Am's of Jesus. It's John who records that, that conversation that Jesus had with that little lady at Jacob's well. He, he looked at his disciples one day and said, boys, uh, I must needs go through Samaria. I, I've got a set appointment that I, that I must keep. And they said, Lord, are you sure you want to go through Samaria? Jesus said, I'm sure. And, and he makes his way and, and he gets there. And, and here comes a little lady. She's coming in the middle of the day. She is coming uh, with the hot sun beating down. She didn't come that morning with the other women to draw water for the day and she wouldn't be coming back that evening with the other women to draw water for the night but she's coming in the hottest part of the day and Jesus looks at her and says woman give me to drink and she said how is it that you being a Jew ask drink of me which am a woman of Samaria you know as well as I that the Jews don't have any dealings uh, with the Samaritans. Uh, and Jesus looked back at her and said, Woman, if you knew who I was, and if you knew the gift of God, it wouldn't be me asking you for a drink of water. It would be you asking me for a drink of water. For whosoever drinketh of this water will thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, it shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. She would say, sir, give me this water. He would say, go call your husband. She'd say, well now, we got a little problem there. I don't have one. And Jesus would say, I know, you've had five. And the man you're living with isn't your husband. She would say, sir, I perceive you're a prophet. And then they'd have a little discussion about worship. And then she would say, I know that Messiah's coming, which is called Christ. And when he is come, 
He will tell us all things. And here it came. Jesus looked back at her and said, little lady, you're looking for Messiah? I am Messiah. I am the one you're looking for. I am the one your fathers told you about. I am him. It was John who would record Jesus saying, I am the bread of life. I am from above. Before Abraham was, I am. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the son of God. Mary and Martha, I am the resurrection. And I am the life. I am master. And I am Lord. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the true vine. What are you doing, John? I'm just trying to help you understand. He's not the second person in a triune theory of the Godhead, but he's God. He's the God who spoke the worlds into existence. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the God of the Old Testament. He's God. He's one. And his name is Jesus. Jesus. It was it was John who recorded Jesus saying, I and my father are one. It was John who recorded Jesus saying, if I do not the works of my Father, then don't believe me, but believe the works. That you may know and that you may understand and that you may believe that the Father is in me and I am in him. It was John who recorded that conversation between Philip and his Lord, three and a half years of, of walking with him and talking with him. And, and Philip would say, Lord, show us the Father and it, it sufficeth us. And, and Jesus would say, Philip, have I been so long time with you and yet you don't know me? <laughs> Philip, we have, we have walked and we have talked for the last Three and a half years, Philip, you have, you have seen me open blinded eyes. You have seen me unstop deaf ears. You have seen me loose dumb tongues. You have seen me make crippled legs walk. Philip, you have seen me cleanse the leper. You have seen me straighten the withered hand. You have watched me raise the dead, turn water into wine, feed thousands with a little boy's lunch. And yet you don't know who I am, Philip. It's time for a revelation. It's time that you have a revelation moment. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Philip, you're looking for the Father. You're looking at the Father. And then he would say, 
Believe you not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I don't speak of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me, I am in the Father. And the Father is in me. It was the great Apostle Paul who would write to the Roman church, seeing it is one God which shall justify. He would write to the Corinthian church, there is but one God, the Father. He would write to the Galatian church, but God is one. Ladies and gentlemen, how much clearer do you want it? How much plainer can I say it? One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. And I've got news for you on this Sunday morning. He's in this place today. That one God, he's here, right here, right now. Okay, buckle up now, just a few moments. To me, to me, the Old Testament equivalent of the writer, the New Testament gospel writer, John, is the prophet Isaiah. It was Isaiah who would say things like, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, that dwellest between the cherubims, you are God, even you alone. Of all the kingdoms of the earth, you made the heavens and the earth. It was Isaiah who would say things like, Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me, there is no Savior. I am the first, and I am the last. And beside me, there is no God. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth, by myself, there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. Hear me when I tell you, those Old Testament patriarchs and prophets, whom Hebrews 11 says, the world was not worthy. They received not the promise. For God said, 
by my name. Was I not known unto them? Have you ever stopped to think about that? A man like Abraham, friend of God. A man like Abraham, when God decided to judge Sodom and Gomorrah, God said, shall I hide from Abraham the thing that I'm going to do? And Abraham felt like he and God had such a relationship God, if you find 50 righteous, will you spare the city? And God said, I love you, Abraham. And if I find 50 righteous, I'll spare the city. What about 40, God? I'll do it for 40. What about 30, God? I'll do it for 30. What about 20? I know I'm pushing the envelope a little bit, but what about 20, God? Will you spare it? And God said, Abraham, I love you. I'll spare it for 20. God, one more time. Can I speak one more time? What about 10? Will you spare the city of Sodom and Gomorrah for 10 righteous? And God said, I'll spare it for 10. And yet today, if you were to ask Abraham, what's his name? Abraham would tell you today, I don't know what his name is. Isaac, what's his name? I don't know what his name is. Jacob, what's his name? I don't know what his name is. Moses you spake to God face to face as a man speaks to his friend. What's his name, Moses? Moses would tell us today, I don't know what his name is. Samuel, he called you by name. What's his name? I don't know what his name is. David, you sang psalms to that God. What's his name, David? I don't what his name is Isaiah you told us there was only one there was none before him there was none after him there was none beside him there was none like him he was God and he was God all alone he was God and he was God all by himself Isaiah what's his name Isaiah would tell us on this Sunday morning I don't know what his name is, but I do know this. It's wonderful, and it's counselor, and it's the mighty God, and it's the everlasting Father. It's the Prince of Peace. But I don't know. Daniel, what's his name? I don't know. You pray three times a day toward Jerusalem. What's his name, Daniel? I don't know what his name is. That's not to say that they didn't want to know what his name was. When Jacob wrestled with the angel at the brook. Can I preach to you for just a few more moments today? When Jacob wrestled with the angel at the brook, the angel said, tell me, what's your name? And Jacob said, you don't want to know what my name is. I want to know your name. No, you don't. Yes. Jacob, tell me what's your name. 
Jacob said, I'm trying to run from my name. I'm ashamed of my name. I'm embarrassed. What's your name? Jacob, if you want a name change, you've got to tell me what your name is. It's liar. It's cheat. It's deceiver. It's hill grabber. My name is Jacob. Now, angel, tell me, what's your name? And the angel, the Lord, would say, it's none of your business. You don't need to know my name. I just needed to know yours because today it's no longer Jacob. But are you ready for a name? I'm preaching to somebody here today. You can have a name change on this Sunday morning. Jacob, your name's not Jacob any longer, but it's Israel. For as a prince, you have power with God and with man. It was Manoah, the father of Samson, who would ask the angel of the Lord, what is your name? And the angel would say, why is it that you ask after my name, seeing it is secret? Moses said, God, I'll go tell Pharaoh to let your people go. But when they ask, who sent me? What do I tell him? And the voice came back and said, Moses, you just tell him I am that I am. Because Moses, they don't even know what they're going to need me to be. All they know is they need a deliverer. But there's coming a day they're going to need a healer. There's coming a day they're going to need a way maker. And Moses, I will be whatever they need me to be. I will be their deliverer. I will be their healer. I will be their way maker. So, so here we go. Here's what God did. It was like God wrapped himself up in the Old Testament. And as needs arose, he would pull it back a little bit and say, here's a little bit about me. When Abraham took Isaac to the top of Mount Moriah and there offered him as a sacrifice at the base of that mountain, Abraham looked at his servants and said, the lad and I go yonder and worship, and we will come again. Knowing, knowing God had said, you offer your son, your only son. They're on their way up the mountain. And Isaac looks at daddy and says, dad, we've got wood and we've got stuff to make fire. But where's the sacrifice? And Abraham, under a prophetic anointing, would say, My son, the Lord, will provide himself a sacrifice. And they reached the top, and, and Abraham's frantically searching around, uh, looking for that sacrifice, uh, until he finally says, Son, uh, you are the sacrifice. Uh, and as a perfect type and shadow of Jesus Christ to come, uh, 
Isaac would willingly lay on that altar and Abraham would lift the knife uh, about to plunge it deep uh, into the chest of his son uh, knowing God you made me a promise uh, my seed uh, would be as the stars of the sky uh, it will be as the sand uh, on the seashore I don't know what you're getting ready to do, but God, I trust you. And he lifted the knife, about to plunge it, when he hears the voice that says, stop. Now I know. Turn around. And there caught in the thicket was a ram. And Abraham said, I know something about God that I didn't know yesterday. His name is Jehovah Jireh. My God is a provider. I didn't know that about him yesterday, but I know it about him today. He's a way maker. He is. He is a provider. When Israel needed healing at the bitter waters of Marah, he revealed a little more. He said, my name's Jehovah Rapha. I'm the Lord that heals you. When they needed victory in their fight against Amalek, he revealed himself as Jehovah Nisi. He revealed a little more. My name's Jehovah Nisi. I will fight your battles. I am your victory. When David needed a shepherd, he revealed himself as Jehovah Ra. I am the Lord, your shepherd. When Gideon needed peace, he revealed himself as Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is our Peace. When Ezekiel needed him to be present, he revealed himself as Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is present. Name by name, he revealed more and more about himself. Until the day that the angel visited Mary and said, You shall conceive in your womb, and you shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name, not Jehovah Jireh, not Jehovah Shammah, not Jehovah Rapha, but you shall call his name Jesus, 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 for he shall save his people. Here's what I'm preaching to you today. You ready? The Apostle Paul would say, for in him dwelleth some 75% 90% in him dwelleth 99.9 in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily you know what I'm preaching to you on this Sunday morning when you say Jesus, you are saying Jehovah Jireh. When you say Jesus, you are saying Jehovah Rapha. When you say Jesus, you are saying Jehovah Nisi. When you, it's all wrapped up in that one name. And here's the beauty. Here's the beauty of it. Bishop, when I need a healer,
got to do is say, Jesus. When I need provision, I don't have to try to figure out which Jehovah it is. All I've got to do is say, Jesus. When I need deliverance, all I've got to do is say, Jesus. Because the truth of the matter is, sometimes there's not time to figure out which Jehovah it is. When your back's to the wall and the knife's to the throat, when you're walking the, the floor in the midnight hour holding a baby who has a fevered brow, there's not time uh, to figure out which Jehovah it is. Uh, oh, when you're in a car accident, uh, there's not time uh, to figure out which Jehovah it is. Uh, all I've got to do is say Jesus. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, there's power in the name. Uh, there's healing in the name. Uh, there's deliverance uh, in the name. Uh, there's salvation in the name. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Can I tell you today there's a reason why we preach in Jesus' name? There's a reason why we teach in Jesus' name? There's a reason why we pray for the sick in Jesus' name. There's a reason why we worship in Jesus' name. There's a reason why we baptize in Jesus' name. There's a reason why whatsoever we do in word or deed, we do it all in the name. Because there's healing in the name. There's deliverance in the name. There's miracles in the name. There's power in the name. There's blessing in the name. Everybody stand. So the apostle would say, being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, came obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly, somebody shout highly. Shout it again. Shout it again. Highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Ready? That at the name of Jesus, every, you need to say that with me, every, every knee shall bow. Of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every, shout it, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father.
You know what that means on this Sunday morning? That means in the presence of a holy God, cancer. has to bow its knee in the presence of a holy God and confess with its mouth that there's a power greater than cancer. Sugar diabetes has to bow its ugly knee in the presence of a holy God and confess with its mouth that there's a power greater. Depression and fear and pornography and alcoholism and drug addiction and divorce has to bow its knee in the presence of a holy God. Yes, there's a power that's greater. I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now. Come on, would you lift your hands right now? I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm preaching to you on this Sunday morning. You don't have to pray a fancy prayer today, sir. Ma'am. You don't have to use big words today. All you've got to do is slip those hands in the air. And all you've got to do is with your mouth, just begin to call on that name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And whatever you have need of today, there's a God in this house who will meet your every need. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a way maker. He's a provider. He's everything you need him to be today. Come on, uh, as they begin to sing and play. I'm opening this altar here today. Would you step out? Would you come? You don't have to pray a fancy prayer. You don't have to use big words. All you've got to do is say the name. Say the name. Say the name. There's healing in the name. There's power in the name. There's deliverance in the name. Everything you need. Everything you need is in the name. Can I speak your name? Silver gold have I done. But such as I have given me is the name. In the name. Rise up and walk. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. 